we are welcoming a new show to iHeart and the DraftKings YouTube channel. It is called Point Game with John Wall and C.J. Toledano. It is an insider look at the NBA and the culture surrounding the league. Every week, the five-time All-Star and the number one pick in the 2010 NBA Draft, John Wall, will give his unique perspective on hot topics in the league and tell the best behind-the-scenes stories from his time in the NBA. So check out Point Game with John Wall and C.J. Teledano on the iHeartRadio app, the DraftKings YouTube channel, or wherever you listen to podcasts. AT&T connects an ode to podcasts. Connect the alarm. Change the podcast you stream. Connect the snooze. Ten more minutes to dream. Connect the shower. Lather up with the news. Sports talk, comedians, or movie reviews. Connect with that three-hour philosophy show. Change the drive into work. In traffic, so slow. Connect the dishes to voices that glow. Thank you to the geniuses of spoken audio. Connect the stories, change your perspective. Connecting changes everything. AT&T. You know you've got a comeback in you. When you take the next step, you're going to make it count. For your career, for your family, for your life. You can earn a degree you're proud of with Purdue Global. Purdue Global is backed by Purdue University, one of the nation's most respected and innovative public universities. This is your chance. This is your opportunity. This is your comeback. Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cd for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. Hey, girlfriends, it's me, Carol Fisher, back with another season of the global number one podcast, The Girlfriends. Last time, we investigated the murder of Gail Katz. This time, we're uncovering the identity of the woman who was buried in Gail's grave for a decade before she disappeared. Join me and the rest of the club as we tell her story. Listen to season two of The Girlfriends, Our Lost Sister on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Wake that ass up in the morning. The Breakfast Club. Morning, everybody. It's DJ NV, Charlamagne the Guy. We are The Breakfast Club. It's time for some front page news. This morning, though, we got Tamika Mallory on the line. Good morning, Tamika. Good morning. Good morning. Not just on the line. Tamika's on the front lines. Tamika is uh, back in Kentucky. Kentucky, that's right. Why is our good sister Tamika Mallory back in Kentucky? Well, you know, we made a commitment uh, three years ago to Breonna Taylor's family that we would not just uh, come out and protest, but that we would continue to work with the community through all the phases. Um, And we're in a second phase, if you will, or another phase of the fight for justice for her and the community, which is to stop uh, the man who was the special prosecutor on the case who should have secured indictments for the officers who killed Breonna Taylor. He is the attorney general, the current attorney general of the state of Kentucky. His name is Daniel Cameron, and he is now running for uh, governor, which means he would receive a promotion for not, um, you know, doing what's necessary to bring justice to this community and to this family. He has been very clear that he is a police guy. 
Uh, he's in fact a black man who is very much so in support of the police. He is uh, endorsed by Donald Trump is something that he uses all over in his campaigns is, you know, ads um, for his race. Uh, he is very close to Mitch McConnell and in many ways is seen as a potential successor to Mitch McConnell here in the state of Kentucky. And if you look at his policies, um, how he wants to be tough on crime, which is usually a, a dog whistle for locking up black and brown folks and not really trying to provide us with the resources that we need. Um, you know, he's a pretty dangerous guy. I would say that he's like the black cousin of Ron DeSantis, who is the governor of Florida. And so we are back in Kentucky from now until November 7th, when his election will happen, um, ensuring that people are one, registered to vote, and two, that they are uh, very clear about who they're voting for and what this man is capable of. One of the things in his 12 point plan um, that he wants to do if you, uh, if this helps to sort of um, draw a picture uh, or paint a picture of who he is, is to get rid of civilian complaint review boards. He mm -hmm. wants to stop uh, the civilians from having the authority to sanction police officers when they do something wrong, right? He's talking about giving the death penalty to um, offenders. He is a very, very dangerous man um, and his policies are policies that we're trying to move away from. And so we don't want him to be, so, you know, I have the, the personal vendetta because of his behavior in the Breonna Taylor case, but his policies are also very dangerous. And the last thing I'll say is, you know, if you, there are some people who believe that we as activists and organizers, we just always don't like someone. But if you go back and look at the time when uh, the grand jury had been impaneled and they were meeting um, in, in terms of whether they would bring charges for Breonna Taylor, uh, one of the things that happened at that time was that after it was over, Daniel Cameron came forward and said that those jurors did not find charges uh, for the officers for Breonna Taylor specifically. In fact, the only charge that came out of that grand jury was a bullet going through the wall and how it could have potentially hurt someone on the other side. Mm. The jurors came forward, at least three of them, they came forward um, and said that they had never been presented with charges for Breonna Taylor, that they waited until the end. They thought they would hear about Breonna Taylor, but they didn't. So therefore, da Daniel Cameron lied. So not only is he bad on policy, um, not only is he the, a police guy, but he's also a liar and an obstructionist to justice. I, I got two more questions, Tamika, before, before we talk about, uh, you know, what, 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 I, what I really want you to talk about. Is there another candidate you all are supporting against Daniel Cameron? Well, we are really here to, first of all, there's only two candidates. There's okay. the current governor, Governor Bashir, uh, who happens to be a Democrat. And Governor Bashir, I wouldn't say he's terrible, but of course, you and I talk all the time about how much more uh, the Democratic Party has to do in order to be as committed to it to us as voters as we've been to them. So I wouldn't sit here and tell you that I'm this huge Bashir supporter, but he is the alternative candidate. And one of the things that um, Governor Bashir has done is restored the voting rights of 170,000 people who are uh, formerly incarcerated or people who 
um, have have convictions, felony convictions, and 60,000 of those people registered to vote, but only 10,000 of them have been to the polls. So as far as we're concerned, that 170,000 people is an important number for what we're doing here now and what uh, power looks like or power building looks like in the state of Kentucky. So we do give him credit for that. There's been some other things that he's done. There are local people in the state of Kentucky who some support him, others have real issues with him. But for the most part, those people who are grassroots leaders on the ground are saying vote for Governor Bashir and vote and do not vote for Daniel Cameron. Well, for those just listening, we're talking to Tamika Mallory. She's out in Kentucky. Uh, now, one thing that I did see, I seen you on live the other day that said that your life was threatened and that you, uh, somebody threatened your hotel that, room. That's what we and, need to get to. And yes. all that other stuff. So, so explain to the people what happened. And some people just don't know how dangerous your work is and what you have to deal with. It. They think you just stand on the front line and, and you shout and you scream. But it, it's, a lot, it's, a, it's a lot more than that. So break down what's, what's been going on and happening with you right now. Yes, they do. I do stand on the front line and, and yell and scream. I do that, too, um, which is probably why the death threats were coming through um, the several hotels uh, in the state in, in Kentucky in Louisville, Kentucky, received phone calls from someone, a man asking whether or not I was staying at those hotels. And of course, in you know, if the, if the protocol is followed properly, hotels would never say you know that the person is here so they said well you know she's not i don't you know they said we can't give out that information right. and the response was well it doesn't matter whether she's staying there or not but tell the bitch that i'm going to shoot her Jesus. um so that was the that was the first call and of course you know i they they tracked me down um the the police department in kentucky and the louisville specifically they know how to reach me um whether it be from the people that i work closely with here who work within the system and or just the fact that i've been arrested a few times here and as well as um just relationships that we've built so they tracked me down uh had a conversation with me they had police to meet me to let me know that it it, it sound like a credible threat they were concerned about it and we did a a report in which detectives got involved. So that was earlier in the day. Later in the evening, more calls came in. And this particular call was uh, much more um, nerve wracking, if you will, for me. It was much more concerning because the person called exactly at the time that I was arriving to the hotel and they knew the color car that I was in. Mm. And they told the person at the front desk, you know, you see her, the, the bitch that just got out of the car and they named the color car and said, we, we're going to shoot her and we're going to shoot up the hotel. Mm. So once they started, you know, I'm, first of all, I'm sure that the officers, most of them do not want me to be harmed here in Louisville. Um, so, you know, when I met with the officers early in the day, they called, they, they checked in. Uh, they were really, really serious about it. But I think that once someone says they're going to shoot up a hotel, it turns into a whole different situation when we're in this climate where there are mass shootings, where people are walking into buildings and shooting multiple people. And so at that point, uh, the Department of Justice, the FBI and all these other individuals became concerned about uh, what's happening. So, you know, since then, uh, things have been pretty cool. It doesn't mean that we're not still being watched we went through this y'all know it because you reported why, on it when we lived here why you say since then Tamika? you only been there 72 hours it's been three <laughs> well what you mean since then i mean 
Every day, every day is, listen, we got through yesterday without anyone reporting any calls, uh, but the day before was a really bad day. And I think, you know what, for me, as I said, you all have covered this before because when we were living in Kentucky for four months in the thick of fighting for Breonna Taylor, uh, we were being threatened every day. We had all types of police surveillance. Um, we had the white supremacists coming after us. We would find them, you know, our security, they found people in the bushes. I mean, it was just a nightmare what we went through. And so we're pretty much used to it. Not saying that that means that we don't take it seriously because we do. And we do have a very uh, expensive, unfortunately, security team of brothers who love and, 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 and protect me with their life and protect us with their lives. But what really bothered me wasn't so much that the threat was against me. It's that there's a person, I don't know what they make, but let's just say for the purpose of this conversation, $18 um, an hour, and you're answering the phone in a hotel and someone is saying that they're gonna shoot up the hotel. That's scary. It's scary for their families. It's scary for them personally. Now, the rest of the time that I'm doing my job, I'm worrying about who might come through this door and what might happen, and then trying to relay that to my family members. It's no joke. So we don't take it lightly. We understand the significance of those types of threats. And yes, it more than likely, people are not going to call you and tell you they're going to kill you. But we know that at the top shooting in, in the, the top supermarket shooting in Buffalo, that man had been there before. He was surveilling the, the location. So it's not uh, it's not 100 um, percent that it won't happen, that someone will uh, come surveillance, you know, do surveil the area, maybe even call and then go out and, and do something heinous like to try to murder people. So we do take it seriously. Why do you even have to be there, Tamika? I asked you this yesterday, but I want you to I want to say this. I want to ask you this publicly. Why do you have to be there? Yeah, that's a good question because people are like, you should go home, including some of my family members are like, uh, yeah, you did enough, like go home. But again, I promised Tamika Palmer, Breonna Taylor's mother, that we were never going to leave her. Um, and to have Daniel Cameron knowing, and, and by the way, some people will say, well, maybe there were no charges. Well, there were because the Department of Justice has uh, the 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 uh, the uh, the civil rights charges that have been filed against those officers are significant. So it's not that there was nothing there. There was absolutely something to indict those officers on because we now see that the federal government has moved in to do so. And they don't do that unless they know. And by the way, once they started, once they got a little bit of information and they started pricking into it, people started coming forward. And when I say people, I'm talking about police officers telling the truth about what took place and the ways in which they covered up the murder of Breonna Taylor. So we have a, a real serious chip on our shoulder with this because we were here and I, we could have lost our lives. Something really bad could have happened to us as it did Breonna. And I promised Tamika that I would help her to finish the job. And one thing I always tell folks, it's a lot of people that are online activists and I don't take anything away from them because raising awareness is a part of activism. But I'm an organizer that is from the old school. And I believe you have to knock on doors and look people 
in their eyes and remind them of their power and remind them of the importance of them paying attention to not just elections, but whatever the movements are for social causes happening in their community. And so when we lived here before, we knocked on doors. We took food to 4,000 families. We held conferences. We did things in this in this community that has, we built a family here of organizers and we know what they need. They're doing the work on their own, but we helped them to bring it and raise the attention to a national level so people will know what's going on in Kentucky. It is, and you know, and you all know, because we talk about this, it's a virus that's spreading. So what's happening in Kentucky has national implications because if Daniel Cameron becomes governor, his behavior, his policies, the ways in which he thinks, I just told you, he's like the black cousin of, of Ron DeSantis. They are spreading something across this nation that is dangerous for our people. And so that's why I'm here. I'm here because I don't believe that I can just send a text message and a phone call and really motivate our people to get to the polls. Now, let me ask you a question for people out there that want to help, that want to uh, donate time, finances or whatever. Wh- wh- how can they do that and where can they do that? What's the site? So it's best to go to UntilFreedom.com. UntilFreedom.com is safe. It's secure. It's an ActBlue account. It goes straight to us. It's best to invest in our work through the website UntilFreedom.com. But there are some people who want to send cash at and I'm, you know, we're completely fine with that. It's until freedom on cash app. It's until freedom. The reason why I say it's best to go to until is because there are imposters that since 2020 have been putting up accounts either with my, my picture or the until freedom picture. And they have added things like NY or US or uh, extra L or something that will make someone who's not paying attention closely choose that and send money. And we know for sure because we have verified it with Cash App that that money, thousands of dollars, has gone to these fake accounts. So we ask people that if you're going to do Cash App, pay attention to the words being spelled properly. It's until freedom. Um, and there is no NY, there's no US, there's no nothing else. But if you can, it's really quick to just go to untilfreedom.com and give that way. Well, Tamika, we love you, we value you, we appreciate you, Absolutely. we thank you thank for you. always being on the front lines, you know, fighting thank for us, you. even when it's not the sexy, sexy story or sexy thing to do at That's the right. moment. And you know, like you said yesterday, you're getting all these death threats and it's easier to do something uh, when it's in the dark. So that's why we shine in a light on the work you're doing in Kentucky right now. Thank, Thank you so you. much and be Thank safe you. out there. Love y'all. Appreciate you. Hopefully I'll be able to come in when we get back. Absolutely. Absolutely. Peace. Wake that ass up. Early in the morning. The Breakfast Club. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cb for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. Hey, girlfriends, it's me, Carol Fisher, back with another season of the global number one podcast, The Girlfriends. Last time, we investigated the murder of Gail Katz. This time, we're uncovering the identity of the woman who was buried in Gail's grave for a decade before she disappeared. 
Join me and the rest of the club as we tell her story. Listen to season two of The Girlfriends, Our Lost Sister on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Delve into the visceral world of hip-hop with the Gangster Chronicles. Hosted by MC8 and Big Steel, is every Thursday a podcast that aims to unravel the intricate tapestry of one of music's most influential and misunderstood subgenres, gangster rap. Let's go. Gangster Chronicles unpacks the evolution of this uniquely American art form, offering listeners a comprehensive understanding of the significance this genre holds. Listen to the Gangster Chronicles on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, or wherever you get your podcasts. Like the police knew who he was before they got here. From iHeart Podcasts. The medical school dean at USC was leading a secret double life. He's breathing right now? Yes, he's absolutely breathing. I'm a doctor, actually. A story about money, power, and corruption. When people fall in line, they fall in line. Looking back, I realized, oh, everyone knew. I'm Paul Pringle, an investigative reporter for the LA Times. Listen to Fallen Angels, a story of California corruption, on the iHeart Radio app. Apple Podcast or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Stephanie J. Block, and I'm Mary Lee Fairbanks, and we host Stages Podcast. Binge close to 100 episodes, hear the inside stories from backstage and behind the scenes as we go beyond the resume and into the heart of creativity and what it really takes to be in the business of show business. Don't miss our chats with this season's Tony nominees. If you love theater and entertainment, you are going to love Stages Podcast. Subscribe to Stages Podcast wherever you listen to your podcasts and visit us at stagespodcast.net.